about everything from science to medicine to energy to uh, money. It, it's all out there. You know, I spent decades uh, learning in closed circles and, and, and actually some of the involved in some of the original research groups and, and uh, spent a lot of time and money traveling all over the world to be with certain people and, and meeting with, uh, you know, people of like mind where we were uh, brainstorming as far as, okay, how's this thing work? What are we going to do about it? And now everything that we took great efforts over the years and, and went through a lot of risk. I've seen actually people die, you know, just finding out the truth and, and, and doing that sort of thing. Um, now you can go on and on the internet and find out everything that, you know, we uncovered a long time ago. When I say we, a lot of good people in allied fields. Uh, of course, you better go out and do it quick because the censorship is staggering now. You, you can't any longer just go use Google and find out everything because the, the topics you want to uh, research are going to be way down on page 9 million or something. And, uh, or YouTube, you know, it's just been scrubbed all together. So yeah, you got to have your wits about you. And um, the people that are in the know aren't worried about losing money because they just know where it's going ahead of time. It's a rigged game. And wealth never disappears. It only transfers into fewer and fewer hands every time the music stops. And, and that's, that's the whole agenda. So people need to get smart real quick. They need to get smart about their money. They need to get smart about their uh, health. Uh, because what you don't know these days, and sorry if this sounds radical, I'm in kind of a mood today because I've <laughs> been on the, yeah, I'll, I'll save that. Um, <laughs> what you don't know these days will kill you. And, and it is, you know, this is, this is end game. No, it's not doom and gloom. And everything you're saying, Mike, is absolutely cor correct in that we're, uh, you know, just right on the horizon of a whole new ball game where we're going to see the end of this nonsense. But right now, there's there's going to be some people. The ship is going down. Uh, the stuff already hit the fan, but you know, the spatter hasn't quite reached out into the general population yet. So people are still ignorant and they're you know blissfully ignorant. So um, it it's not a matter of if or even when. It already happened. Now the repercussions will be felt, you know, and, and we're going to see some, some interesting things this year. But if you're knowledgeable, you don't have to go down with the ship and you can even thrive. And phony money systems like the one, the Federal Reserve System that we've been under for the last over 100 years, they knew from the start it would have a shelf life. Well, it's up and that's why we're going into phase two and uh, you better know what's going on. Mike, go ahead. Redirect us into yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, so where can we go from here, right? Like, uh, I think one thing that's, you know, so important is in this day and age to be able to kind of weather the storm. And, and as we move into this new era of enlightenment and, um, and wisdom and, and all that is your health. And that's something that obviously we're all about. So to go into some strategies today, first and foremost, just quickly give a summary of what actual 
quote unquote diseases or disease. And we have a wonderful blog on our website that was a couple years old now that kind of goes over this. It's on Steemit as well. And giving a little basis for what actually disease is and then going into some strategies for what folks out there can do to stay super healthy and actually thrive in, in, in many ways what is a very stressful environment for folks. And it's stressful intentionally. Uh, we are constantly bombarded with data and with stimulus uh, with, this new, with all the new technology around us and with the control grid pressing down upon us as, it's, as you're saying, as the ship's sinking. So what are some strategies? And a lot of this stuff is just common sense. Um, but first and foremost, giving once we always say that knowledge is the most important thing for your health, for your, your happiness. Having the wisdom and knowledge about true nature of things is so powerful. And we don't get that in school. And so we have to be uh, philosophers and historians and um, you know, uh, and adventurers seeking this truth ourselves. And that's what's really important for your health is going out and being autonomous and, and taking care of your individual knowledge and freedoms. And that will go so far in just being staying healthy. But if you wanted to kind of just quickly dive into what the nature of disease is, actually is, and then how we can relate that to some just fundamental practical things for our daily life, that would be amazing. Yeah, you hit it on the head because knowledge is number one. Without knowledge, you're constantly going to be searching for external things, uh, drugs, uh, herbs, practitioners to fix it for you. Nobody can fix you but yourself. So in order to understand what that even means, you have to understand your role as far as how you create your reality. Now, disease itself is a misnomer. And if you look around, I mean, just connect the dots. Come on. Everything that we're fed is based on fear. We're afraid of terrorists. We're afraid of microbes. We're, you know, it's always provoked by fear. And disease is one of those things. There's no such thing as disease. And that's not uh, a far out statement when you really understand where it's coming from. In nature, there are only self-correcting mechanisms. Now, we have been taught that there is an entity, a separate distinct entity that exists in the natural order that is disease. Uh, we can say the disease. Now, you know, when I was in pathology classes, I had to memorize huge books of pathologies, and all of them were based on uh, microbial based, oh, a germ causes it, uh, or else it was uh, unknown etiology, which means, well, we don't know what the hell you know, it is, but it's a disease. Be afraid, be very afraid, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and so forth. So when you understand symptoms that we confuse with disease, you'll know that they are biological programs to correct what has been thrown into an asymmetry uh, that is no longer in balance the way nature normally designed things. So in order to put things right, you not only have to understand 
how those biological mechanisms that we confuse with disease are provoked in the first place, but you have to know what the reasons for them are. And then you have to, even better yet, if you're a doctor type, you have to understand the very predictable phases of those processes so that you can intervene in ways that will intelligently bring symmetry back into the internal ecology of the body and do the right thing at the right phase. So uh, with these biological, these biological responses that modern medicine calls symptoms um, for the ailment, um, in many ways, and then so what they do is then they attack those symptoms, right, to heal, to stop them. Um, so in many ways, they're perpetuating the very issues that the body is trying to heal or that your, your, energetic, your, your energetic self through the biological mechanisms is trying to heal with these petrochemical, um, you know, uh, pharmaceutical products and stuff. So it really, in many ways, they're perpetuating the issue that your body is just trying to naturally heal in a way. Well, first off, they're perpetuating ignorance and fear. They're perpetuating a belief system that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, and they know it. The next thing they're doing, it would be like you have a township where you have a, a rogue element in it, you know, a minority of people, but a little group that's go creating havoc or something. So you come in, you say, oh, we have the solution. Let's just kill everybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's the medical approach. So uh, the medical approach, especially when it comes to so-called terminal diseases, and how dare a physician of any type look somebody in the eye and say, you know, you've got this disease and at best, maybe we can throw you into remission and or you better go get your affairs in order. How dare they do that? That is so criminally irresponsible. And the doctors that do that, uh, you know, of course, that's all they know. And some of them that actually understand that there are results uh, that are being derived with other means that they don't practice because they'll be blackballed out of their profession if they do practice them. They deliberately keep those, um, that information to themselves and instead steer their clients into these barbaric self-sacrifice uh, situations where, you know, you're killing every cell of your body and dying a gruesome death in order to kill the disease and not even understanding that those cells you're trying to create, uh, and I'm kind of talking about cancer a little bit, uh, you know, but it's, it's the principles hold true of any other kind of thing they call a disease and, uh, you know, give you poisons and things that will kill everything else in, in hopes that it's going to kill the bad guys first. And, you know, and I understand all the rationale more rapidly uh, multiplying than regular. It doesn't work that way. You're killing the host while you're trying to kill the so-called disease. There's two things that can create symptoms, two things. That is number one, what we're talking about, the biological programs that are actually a healing mechanism that a knowledgeable person can work with and not only get rid of the symptoms, but come out the other end even healthier and more aware uh, than when they went into the whole thing. The, the second way that you can have physical symptoms is through poisoning. Now, this is separate 
than just these normal built-in biological mechanisms to put things right. And of course, poisoning, and you know the people I'm talking about, Mike, but we're in communication uh, all the time, almost daily, with people that are giving us uh, real measurements of what's happening uh, in the atmosphere, you know, the things that are being sprayed, the things that are uh, being put in our soil, the things that we're eating in our food, uh, you know, all the different contaminants that, uh, you know, the, the number one contaminant, uh, not just a single element, but a whole bunch of elements. They have one thing in common. They're all neurological toxins. They're neurotoxins. And, and there's a whole reason why they really focus on the nervous system. Uh, the other things they're putting in, of course, are to create sterility. Uh, you know, sperm counts are plummeting and people can't see. You know, I'm in the business. I'm retired, but I still people call me every day, you know, asking for advice. And, and, and it's amazing how many young people can't even get pregnant anymore. So all these things that we're contaminated with, uh, not uh, very, I mean, way up at the top of the list is all the microwaves that we're being bombarded with, with Wi-Fi. And, you know, now we're looking at 5G, which is an absolute death ray. Uh, sorry if I'm not sounding that positive these days, but, you know, or, or and, you know, today, but we really have to understand what's going on. Now, the poisoning, uh, there's a lot of ways to remedy that uh, by knowing things to avoid that are going to, um, you know, really make us uh, more vulnerable to these poisons or subject us to greater exposure. And we also, uh, you know, understand how to purge these things out of our body that have made their way in. And a lot of people that we've seen with all these neurological disorders, everything from Alzheimer's to, to um, uh, MS and that sort of thing, while the conventional system is looking for the cure and we know it's right around the bend and hey, let's try this experimental drug. Well, hey, uh, there's a lot of practitioners out there, myself included, that for years have been just taking logical common sense measures and watching these irreversible things reverse. Uh, so anyway, poisoning yeah. is a prevalent factor these days and they're throwing the kitchen sink at us and yeah, they do have a name, they do have an agenda. Go ahead, Mike. I was going to say that muddies the water because not only are we trying to just know the truth, the, the basic nature of how our biological systems work in relation to our general health, um, but now we have to deal with all these toxins and poisons that muddy the, the symptoms so that we are in a larger state of confusion. So that's why we always st stress getting out in nature, um, being active, physically active, detoxifying yourself as much as you can, obviously growing as much of your own food and knowing where your food's coming from, getting away from the GMOs, getting away from uh, pesticide-driven big ag food sources, and um, just getting, once again, more knowledgeable and more proactive in your own life in terms of what you put in your body and also more importantly energetically psychically emotionally spiritually how you engage every day because even if they're constantly spraying you and poisoning you what's crazy about this reality is if you know how to manipulate the waveforms going into the waveform 
uh, mechanics a little bit, you can actually counter all that just through your own spirit and through your own intention, which is nuts. So it's kind of Neo Matrix stuff, um, Jedi stuff, and it's true. And it, that is what's so empowering is that no matter what, the light always will outshine the darkness. You, flip, you, you bring light, the sun, into a cave, that cave's darkness will dissipate immediately. So there is so much positivity and so much, um, so much that we can um, do to uh, maintain an extremely vital presence on this planet, no matter what they're doing to us, which is awesome. So, um, but yeah, that, that doesn't help. It doesn't help when um, we're being poisoned <laughs> and we're also lacking uh, the germinal knowledge and of the nature of how our body works to begin with. For the, you know, most you know a, good, uh, a good analogy is look at the microbes, the penicillin-resistant microbes, antibiotic-resistant creatures in the hospital. Now you go in the hospital and they have these things, nothing can kill them. Well, that's because they've had the kitchen sink thrown at them with uh, drugs, with their sterilization techniques and, and things that actually create a Petri dish for the survivors, the microbial survivors of these things that become resistant to everything you can throw at them. And so what we're looking at are these little one-celled organisms that adapt and then become impervious and now uh, the entirety of the pharmaceutical industry can't figure out how to kill these little buggers. Well, actually, there's there's a way to even if you have like these mercies and things, there's there's actually ways to treat that. You know, totally different than what they're trying to do. But the point of bringing those guys up is you have a choice. Um, you know, you can succumb, or through knowledge and then proper practice, you can become like those resistant bacteria in the hospital where you throw anything you know you try to torch them with a flamethrower and they just stare <laughs> at you and say what and so everything that i'm talking about uh i don't lose any sleep over i really don't i, I lose a little bit of sleep over the fact that i get my daily phone calls of people that are looking at their kid that is now maimed for life after they get a vaccine or, or the person that decides to go on chemo and then within a matter of weeks that, you know, they look like Skeletor. Um, uh, it's just, it's heartbreaking to see the casualties of that system. But when you are aware of the options and what really makes you tick, you will be resistant and you'll understand that these aren't negative things. They are opportunities. And just like going into the gym, you go in there because there's heavy things and they give you resistance. If you didn't want to put out a little effort, you're in the wrong place. But people that are into the adventure of being all that they can be, they go to those places in order to get stronger. So the opportunities here on this plane are to see everything that's being thrown at us and look at it as an opportunity, a real life adventure and something that's going to pay great dividends on other levels, namely rapid soul expansion. And um, going back to disease and these biological mechanisms, this would really require a lengthy 
discussion and a deep understanding of physics that you are touching on, uh, which I'm just want to plant a seed or two here today. Uh, we'll develop these, you know, in the, in the months ahead. Oh, but, and also I was going to say too, Bear, uh, a history lesson because besides uh, yeah, the physics aspect, wonderful. there's been a lot of subjugation of the true knowledge going all the way back 1800s, 1700s and previous, I mean, thousands of years really about the nature from germ theory and kind of how all this works. And we know it's a fantastic story, actually. Maybe we should do a whole podcast around uh, the, the myth of germ theory and how uh, certain individuals were paid off and worked with, um, you know, the, the materialist scientism class to perpetuate certain um, now doctrines that are completely uh, out of scope with reality. Exactly. So when you're into the physics of it, and I'm talking physics that I didn't learn in school. The physics that I had to learn in pre-med and in biophysics and med school, it's all a bunch of malarkey. That's enough said about that. <laughs> but real physics helps you understand not only a congruous, logical uh, schematic of the entire universe as we think of it and how everything right down to the microbial levels uh, that, you know, colonize within our body that are little worker bees, not the bad guys, but the, you know, the people that are conveying information and, and making biology function so that we can have this experience. It's, uh, it's as above, so below. You look up in the sky and the exact same forces, and this is very understandable with waveform mechanics, are uh, miniaturized down to the microscopic level. And the greatest scientific principle that anybody should glock is as above, so below, because it's literally true. And that old saying, know yourself and you'll know the universe. Well, if you can examine any part of the universe, you will know the whole universe. And one thing we can examine up close and personal is ourselves. And of course, the mechanized, um, uh, materialistic scientism that's been shoved down our throats and like people like myself had to learn, uh, it really takes out the understanding of how you do go into yourself and learn those things firsthand and you're deliberately dissuaded from going into those reasons or into those arenas because you say, well, that's not real because we can't see it with a microscope, that sort of thing. But going back to the larger picture with the, um, a, a real understanding of physics, you see that on different octaves of experience and where humanity resides as a self-conscious being, and we're the only animal on this plane or on this planet, we'll say, that is in that category. Now, being self-conscious, you know, Rudolf Steiner talked about how when little Johnny's, you know, uh, maybe three years old or two years, two years old, I think, and uh, saying Johnny wants this, Johnny wants that. And then all of a sudden, one day out of the blue, without any prompting from parents or anything, he says, I want such mm -hmm. and such. At that moment, 
you are a self-realized, self-conscious person. You are declaring to the universe, I am a self-creating, unlimited spiritual being. No other animal can do that. Okay, so here's where I'm going with this in disease. Biology allows us to biologically express things that are affecting our psyche. We all have traumatic experiences. You know, in nature, you, you, know, you might be the run to the liver or something uh, of the litter. <laughs> and, uh, you know, maybe the, 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 um, the wolf pack, you know, makes a kill. And then you just have to kind of sit in the back and, and, you know, pick the bones when everybody else is finished. And that's just kind of the way it is. And uh, all those normal, instinctual, biological events that affect the animal kingdom they're just going on pure instinct. But in our culture, in our society, in our upbringings, we have those same things affecting us. You know, maybe you're not sitting at the back of the pack waiting for something to eat, but all the things that we experience in our life that we consider traumas, you know, from childhood, things that we can't even remember, things that uh, are in the memory banks. And, you know, our seed atom, which uh, begins our whole embryological unfoldment, in the first place, that comes in just like a seed of a redwood tree uh, with uh, 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 the informational fields of everything that tree has been and then allows the tree to express itself one more time as a full-grown tree from a seed. Well, humans have that same seed uh, that exists on another level, and as that embryologically unfolds, it has the memory banks of all of our past embodiments, and most of us, that's in the thousands. And so these things will be expressing, including the asymmetries that we drag into this, including um, the things that we're exposed to in this life that we consider traumatic. You know, we, we love to have a, a, you know, our shrink industry, you know, where you go and you pay somebody and, and tell them your problems and they sit back and uh, come up with some intellectual kind of thing or or drag us further in the story, you know, or, uh, or, or worse yet, give us drugs or something to deal with it. Well, biology all the time is expressing that in a very uh, literal way through our biological tissues at the cellular level, through organ systems. And when you understand any disease that's been classified in pathology, if you understand how what I'm alluding to works, you will see a very logical progression of how those tissues are actually playing out those events in the psyche. And now again, when you go into the physics of it, we could explain exactly how that translates from the mental plane and then triggers uh, an event in the brain that, by the way, you can see on a CAT scan in 100% of the time. If somebody comes in and says, oh, I just got a, a biopsy and this is happening in this part of my body, uh, I guarantee 100% of the time if they go get a CAT scan, uh, they're going to find a lesion on an exact part of the brain that corresponds to that area of the body that triggered it. And there's a whole lot of events that then trigger a biological mechanism to express that trauma to the psyche so that the um, biology can express that on, the, uh, on behalf of the psyche. And the reason is this allows 
those events that are usually subconscious to most of us, it doesn't have to be, but for most of us, and biology expresses those on our behalf. And here's the neat thing about this. Uh, it allows us to clear those things in the psyche that then get us off the wheel of just an animalistic survival instinctual reaction. So in other words, we get our biology is giving us the opportunity to jump from animal instincts to rational conscious behavior. Otherwise, there'd be no reason for us to be in a physical simulation in the first place. That's the reason. And the thing we call disease, not only will self-correct and come full circle and get rid of the symptoms that we think is a problem, but it's also doing something on another level. In other words, it's burning up our karma. And it's, it's giving us that opportunity. Now, when you, again, are uh, an embryo, uh, going through your embryological unfoldment, you go through all the different uh, stages of the, the animal kingdom, everything from reptilian through mammalian. And in that, you get those instincts uh, that those animal groups have. But unlike the animal groups, you have this built-in mechanism where biology will now express things that will then allow those to dissipate in intensity on another level that we'd have to go into the physics of it to understand. And now you're actually allowing your biology to advance you up the spiritual ladder so that someday you can make the jump into that next level of consciousness. And the most tragic thing uh, that the conventional pharmaceutical medical industry does is they, they, they don't just torture you by giving you poisons that make you sicker, but they're stymieing that progress that would allow us to become self-aware and get on with things that we're here to do in the first place. Yeah, and that really touches into the more esoteric stuff and, and back to why knowledge is so important, what you started the, the chat with where it, we are in in a really important time because of that very notion that with our spiritual and conscious development that is being stimmied by this materialistic scientism. And that's goes back to Steiner, Rudolf Steiner, who we love, who warned about that a hundred years ago, but, and also people like Edgar Casey and uh, all sorts of really bright minds that were able to tap into the information field and see reality in a much broader spectrum warned about this. And the cool thing, though, is people like Rudolf Steiner said that within, you know, around this period, starting around 2016 to 2040, is going to be the crucial changeover where that old system implodes and the new the new real technologies based upon spirit science and based upon the actual real physics that relates to the informational field or whatever we want to call it, um, that will then explode and allow humanity to then go to that next level. However, there, there will be victims. There will be those who um, unfortunately succumb to um, this current control system. So we take it upon ourselves to help with the knowledge and spreading this truth so that people can be aware and take the measures to just understand what they can do to ensure that their karmic 
um, reverberations continue towards moving less dense, if you will, or higher so that they can move to that next level and get off the wheel, as you say. Right. And then all your lifestyle practices, your supplementation practices, uh, number one, need to follow the symmetry of nature. And uh, there's ways to uh, get those kinds of, uh, that kind of information so that you know how to prioritize what you need to do at this point. And, uh, and then those, you know, whether you're supplementing or, or doing some particular thing that you know is going to help keep your body healthy, uh, those are tools. And tools are only as good as the knowledge base of the person that uses them. Now, people that are in transition and saying, oh, I think I'll try some herbal medicine or something, you know, very often they have gratifying results. Uh, but our bodies being a living conglomerate of light, it's congealed light is all it is, which means it's living intelligence. That intelligence is not, again, a mechanical thing that, oh, the herb worked in making something just on a biochemical level, but there's an interaction of intelligences because when you take a good remedy that's alive and, and uh, you know, unattenuated by any manufacturing processes and carries those original blueprints within nature like a good, good herbal preparation or that sort of thing, um, that's a living intelligence that's going to meet that intelligence that is your body and it's going to work and it's not only going to work physiologically but it's going to reflex up into other levels of your consciousness and then that interaction has to become more real where you see that interaction and don't fall into the trap of oh this is an external thing that can fix me um, so as you progress, you keep using these things, but like any artist uh, or say a master woodworker or something, uh, they're going to get to a level of mastery where their use of that tool is going to work more and more and more. You know, I, I know a lot of people that, you know, they'll see a, a chiropractor or something and say, yeah, it really worked, but you know, when I first started that, but it doesn't work as good anymore. Well, it's not that the chiropractic is any worse than it used to be or, 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 you know, nothing changed there, but it was a tool that was a good stimulus for where that person needed to go then. But now they need, all of us need to keep progressing you're not going to go get that weekly adjustment and all of a sudden have the same results five years down the road. You need to keep growing and understanding how that tool stimulated you to the next level of awareness. And you can keep using that tool, but you have to understand why it's working and that your intelligence uh, is, is your body is now going to demand more of you. It's not just going to let you rest on your laurels. And that's the same with uh, an herbal remedy or something. You have to become aware that you are interacting. It's not something outside of you fixing because that puts you right back in the same box that there's somehow a discontinuity or a separation between the parts. We are nature and there's no 
there's no such thing as parts. It's one cohesive intelligent energy field. And so as long as we keep compartmentalizing things, uh, whatever it is, even if we think it's holistic, it's going to work to a certain point. It's not going to work as good anymore. So as a master uh, woodworker or, or achieving mastery in the use of any tool, you have to grow with it. And then you're going to keep producing art and more advanced yeah. uh, forms of art. A great analogy would be athletics, like all the, the greats, the Michael Jordans, Kobe Bryant's, uh, uh, Mickey Mantles, et cetera. What were they doing? They were always working on their game. They were never content. They were gym rats, right? And they were the greatest for that. So a little analogy there. Um, but yeah, no, we can go deep, deep, deep into this. And that's why we do this live stream every week. We're going to go deeper and deeper and touch on so many of these things. And it's really, it's really crazy how it all always kind of circles back to spirituality and being in touch with your heart and, and connecting that with the, the greater intelligence. And it's a lot of times can seem hokey or cheesy, but it's like going to love, you know, uh, living with unconditional love is so crucial to your health. Um, so I want, I, I don't want to go too long today. I actually have to go DJ, uh, next door at my kids, uh, final day of school today. I'm helping out and dropping some tunes as those who know us know I've been a DJ for 20 years and really enjoy that whole, uh, process of, uh, making, uh, bringing people, bringing joy to people's lives through music. So I'm going to go do that. So I got about 10 minutes left. We do have a question from Freemind in the chat, uh, uh, Dr. Lando, um, if you want to answer it, guy, good guy. He's a good guy. Um, he's even thrown us some, some crypto, um, or good theme. We don't, I don't know. Good, good gal, good guy. Um, but, uh, yeah, here's the question. Um, what is your opinion on rife technology and frequency treatments? Wow. Big subject. Let's see if we can do it in uh, less than a minute. <laughs> I'm a big proponent of it, and I've used Rife technology for a long time. There are Rife technologies out there that are not based truly how Rife used to do it. Now, Rife had a microscope. I, I work with microscopes uh, for a long time. Similar to his, he had one with much greater resolution, and he had the genius to figure that out. And, and to this day, we still can't get our microscopes up to the level that his was. So he had some unique abilities. Um, so what he would do is he'd spend hours looking at microbes in your blood and that sort of thing. And then he would subject them to radio frequencies with radio tubes. He would broadcast. And that's what he used to find the right frequencies um, in order to... Uh, subject the body and kill these overpopulations of microbes that were would then allow people to have great results as far as cancers disappearing and everything. Now, a, a quick little add-on here. I don't want to go or uh, suggest that we're going back into the germ theory that germs kill things. We'd have to go into a much larger discussion as far as how microbes are cyclic, and then sometimes through no fault of their own, they go into uh, larger cyclic forms and overstay their welcome. Uh, they're not designed to do that. There's reasons why they do that. But anyway, Rife found that if you uh, cold the population of certain ones, 
than so-called cancer and that sort of thing would abate very quickly. So when he found the right frequency, then he would apply electrodes that um, uh, delivered sonic frequencies into the tissues. And so a lot of the right frequencies now, uh, or machines rather, that deliver those frequencies, they uh, sometimes are just done with tubes like plasma tubes and things like that. And whereas, and it's based on their understanding that well, Rife used to do that. Well, no, he only did that for the experimental portion. And then he actually uh, delivered the treatment once he got the right frequencies with electrodes on the skin. So you want to have a machine that has electrodes. You also want one that has the ability not to just deliver electrical currents, but do it in a form where you're getting the sonic waves uh, put in there. The other thing that's different, it's a kind of a limitation of present day Rife uh, machines is because he had his ability with his microscope to get the exact frequency. He would then dial in the treatment to that exact frequency and in a matter of a minute, you would get your results. Now, the machines you have today, even the best of them, they do sweeps. And, you know, they work in that those sweeps will cover hundreds and thousands of frequencies, you know, and all the increments in between. And so, you know, you'll sit there maybe for an hour treatment or two hour treatment, and you're just getting a little millisecond of the actual one that you need. And of course, these machines are designed to sweep because they're, yeah, everybody's just admitting we can't, you know, find the exact frequencies the way Rife used to do it. Then there's the other element is that um, you can have digital or analog machines. And the digital ones, just like digital music kind of sucks, you know, compared to the old vinyl, um, it lacks all the information. Uh, between the major increments and that's in fact a lot of the frequencies that you know you need so when you have the digital you're not getting an entire sweep so you want the analog variety that's going to get all the information in between you know you're going to get a lot more frequencies is what I'm trying to say so you need to know all those things with Rife yeah I like them they work uh, but because of the present limitations of even the best machines out there, you need other things with them and, and things that are every bit as effective as the original Rife machines. And then you use the, you know, the ones that I use. I use them as an adjunctive to good, comprehensive bioterrain medicine. Fantastic. That's a great We could answer. talk a lot more, but I think we're out of time here. Yeah, no, that was fantastic. And um, when was Rife again practicing? Was this in the 20s? He's back in, yeah, uh, 30s. And, and good old Morris Fishbane, who is the head of the uh, uh, AMA back then, um, basically destroyed the guy, destroyed his technology. And, uh, you know, he's just a paid hitman for the, for the burgeoning pharmaceutical industry at that time and if you go back in the archives now you know and i've seen this with my own eyes before they started purging newspapers and things you could go back in the san diego newspapers uh they were actually reporting on uh his success and in fact people uh within a square mile around rife's place because he was broadcasting frequencies they're so powerful a lot of people 
that lived in the area were getting their cancer cured and everything, even though they didn't even know anything about Riker that he lived there. And so uh, all this stuff was being reported and just uh, amazing success he was having. <laughs> and, it, uh, you know, readily available on the headlines in the newspaper. You go back in the library archives now and it's all been purged. You can't find that anymore. And I know that because I saw the original, you know, when I started researching this stuff many years ago, um, you know, and, and, and saw those archives myself. And now you go back and they're all gone. They don't exist. Wow. And they're doing that. With, yeah. And of this, course, that's the same with our history. Our history has been purged because if, uh, if people do not know their history, they don't know who they are in, in present time either. Well, and that kind of is a great uh, bringing it all back uh, notion that I would started the live stream with, with the importance of blockchain and getting uh, away from the memory hole that society has uh, been based on for thousands of years and using these immutable ledger technologies to get the true knowledge and true histories and stuff um, down onto the blockchain so that we can protect this really special stuff. Um, pretty wild that, man, the turn of the 20th century, there were so many great minds from Tesla, Walter Russell, Rife, um, go on and on, uh, Rudolf Steiner. Um, it was really a magical time. And, and as, you know, as we said, Steiner warned about scientific materialism, just crushing all of this insane um, innovation toward to free humanity. And um, it's important that we bring this back to light and redevelop these technologies for the future so that we can get out of these dark ages that we're truly in. And, and you know, it's just education, really. So, um, but yeah, I think this was a great stream. Um, it's 11 o'clock. I got to get over to school. Uh, and um, we can't, I know you got, you have a big day today. Uh, we will be at Farmer's Market tomorrow in our little neck of the woods um, in a little town called Cape Junction in Southern Oregon, which is a really amazing Farmer's Market. We'll have our booth there offering um, our Life Force archadas and our products, and eventually we'll have Jagu Lawn Starts. And it's just a wonderful place to, to chat with locals. And we love, love it up here just because people are so self-sufficient and homesteaders and ranchers and organic farmers and et cetera. It's a really fun market. And then on Sunday, we have the Father's Day market going on uh, at my little township that I started. And uh, that's going to be a big one. We have a ton of vendors, new vendors showing up. Should be a lot of fun. So um, if you're in the if you're in extreme NorCal or Southern Oregon, look us up. We'd love to meet you in person. We're working on eventually having uh, our national headquarters set up in uh, around here with a really nice building, and so a place that folks can come see us and visit us. Uh, also, you can join our virtual community, which is starting to thrive. We really I'm trying to build the Telegram channel up. So t.me forward slash Alpha Vedic, please join us on Telegram. It's the best way to stay up to date on what we're up to. Uh, you can also go to our website, alphavedic.com, and join our mailing list, which is a great way to get updates as well. And also, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, uh, we're on Instagram, etc. So choose the platform that you prefer and follow us. Subscribe to us here on DLive to get notified when we go live next. I'm going to start uh, once this DLive platform grows a bit. We're going to start streaming live from the farmer's markets and um, having a really good time with that. So 
Uh, wonderful to be on with you again, Dr. Lando, and um, look forward to doing our stream next week. And as we move forward, we'll start bringing on some really cool guests as well. Sounds good. Okay, man. Have a great have a day. One, and um, we'll uh, see you tomorrow at the farmer's market. Take care. Okay.